All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much Backlist. Today is March 1st, 2024, and for this week's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple of great Backlist titles related to the week's new releases. So hello, everyone. I hope you had a very successful extra day yesterday. You're February 29th. I'm sure you're probably already making plans for the next one in four years. Uh, I... I'm recording this early, but I'm going to guess that I probably read books and talked out loud to the cats. It's a pretty, pretty safe bet. Um, And now I'm going to talk out loud about books to you cats. Um, But before I do that, uh, I'm going to tell you a couple of other things. Well, I mean, you know, we're going to hear from a sponsor. I'm not going to like tell you my social security number, you know, what ingredients go on a pie. Here, here they are. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Diana Dixon has a busy summer and no time for tall, gorgeous hockey player Shane's shenanigans. Because you know what? If they shenan once, they'll shenan again. So she thinks she knows exactly who he is when he moves into her apartment building. But turns out Shane's sick of hookups and tired of being on the rebound after his long-term girlfriend called it quits. But when his ex comes back into the picture, he needs a plan. And who better to play his new girlfriend than his sassy new neighbor? So a fake relationship might be perfect for Diana's own ex issues but Diana is used to living by the rules will she learn that when it comes to love rules are meant to be broken make sure to check out the Dixon rule by L. Kennedy L. Kennedy is a New York Times and USA Today best-selling author with over a million copies of her books sold so this is gonna be another banger y'all make sure to check it out and thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode Today's episode is brought to you by Gallery Books. So Anna Green thought she was marrying Liam West for access to subsidized family housing while at UCLA, which is an interesting reason to marry someone, but you know, in this economy. So anyway, she signed divorce papers when the graduation caps were tossed and she thought she was done. At She wasn't. Three years later, Anna is a starving artist living paycheck to paycheck while West is a Stanford professor. Now he is part of a conglomerate. His family owns this mega grocery store chain. He's not interested in working for them, but he is interested in those greenbacks, honey, that come in the form of a $100 million inheritance. To get it, he has to be married for five years. That's where our girl Anna comes back into play. So the two will fake a marriage, but as he gets to know her and gets to appreciate the feisty, foul mouth, paint splattered girl that she is, he'll begin to wonder if the money is worth the love of his life. Pick up The Paradise Problem by Christina Lauren to find out if it is. And thanks again to Gallery Books for sponsoring this episode. Okay. And before I tell you about my books, I want to ask you a question. Do you want to make your book club the best club? Then sign up for our In the Club newsletter. In the Club will deliver recommendations for the best books to discuss in your book clubs. From buzzy new releases to brilliant throwbacks, the books highlighted in this newsletter will drive your book club discussions. We'll also share some book club-friendly recipes and interesting bookish updates from all over. 
If you become a paid subscriber, you get even more recommendations plus community features. In other words, we'll keep you well-met, well-read, and well-fed. Visit bookriot.com slash in the club to sign up. That's bookriot.com slash in the club. Okay, so this week, February 27th, was an amazing new release day. So many great books. And one of the books that I really enjoyed that came out this week was Kindling by Tracy Chi. Uh, although I, I don't know if I liked it better than, than the last one I read. I can't tell. I love them both. The last one I read is called A Thousand Steps Into Night by Tracy Chi. Uh, I talked about it when it came out two years ago. It is an amazing YA Japanese-inspired historical fantasy, and it was a finalist for the National Book Award for Children's Literature. It's about a young girl named Miyoko. She lives a pretty uneventful life as the innkeeper's daughter. In their land of Awara, the girls and women of her village are thought to be better seen and not heard. They're oppressed by the patriarchal society in the land. And things get worse when Miyoko is cursed and she must leave her village before she turns into a demon or she stays and gets captured by a demon hunter. So she decides she's going to leave. She basically gets run out of town. So she goes on a journey to find someone to reverse her curse. Along the way, she befriends a sassy magpie spirit and is vexed by a demon prince and also has to avoid those pesky demon hunters. And while she has all this going on, her curse is giving her powers. And as she gets farther in her journey, she's like, um, do I want my old life back? Like, is being a demon so bad? Like, why would I give up this power in a world where women and girls have no voice? So she has a decision to make. It's really fun. It's a really fierce feminist fantasy about finding your voice. Content warnings do include misogyny, murder, sexism, violence, and animal death. That one is A Thousand Steps Into Night by Tracy Chi. And my other pick for today is And What Can We Offer You Tonight by Premi Mohammed. Premi Mohammed had a book out on Tuesday called The Butcher of the Forest. Patricia talks about it. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I'm very excited. This is another novella. This one's a little bit shorter. It's only 80 pages long. It uh, was nominated for the Nebula Award for Best Novella in 2021 and the World Fantasy Award for Novella in 2022. It's set in a dystopian world. And this is dystopian, so it's a harsh place. Um, and the main setting for this novella is a house of pleasure. Uh, and the courtesans who live in this house, house with a capital H, uh, they have it better than the people who live outside the house. Like they're, the world is a horrible, awful place. Um, and they have, you know, clothes and food and, you know, a shelter and it's not great. Like there is still abuse and violence in the house. Um, but they feel lucky to have their places there. And Jewel is a courtesan at the house. And when the story starts, one of her friends has been murdered by a client and this goes unpunished because basically they, you know, paid for this very thing. Um, and Jewel decides to get revenge for the death of her friend, possibly also subconsciously trying to blow up her life and, sh and also show that 
she and the others are not expendable. But complicating this, you know, because right now it kind of sounds like, you know, a fantasy unforgiven. Uh, complicating this is the fact that her murdered friend comes back to life. Like it's still, it's still there. Um, it was so unusual and I loved the writing. It kind of lulled me into a trance. It was just so inventive. Um, it's also super grim and sad. Uh, and I loved it. You know, it was one of those books I finished and was like, that was, that was really hard. Um, I loved it. What's wrong with me kind of books. Uh, but it's so good. I do want to give content warnings for violence, sexual assault, and murder. That is, and what can we offer you tonight by Primi Mohammed? And for Dealer's Choice this week, I just got a couple of books the other day, like one right after the other, that seemed kind of themey, and they're both pretty short, so I thought I would read those next. The first one being Haunt Sweet Home by Sarah Pinsker, which comes out September 3rd. I love Sarah Pinsker's books. Um, we are satellites. Sooner or later, everything falls into the sea. Uh, it just so great. Uh, she wrote the novel. I'm forgetting the title right now about the the virus that makes it so everybody has to stay inside. That came out. It came out like a year before the pandemic started, which was very eerie. Now, this is a tour novella about a young woman who gets a job as a night shift PA on her cousin's haunted house makeover reality show. And the other one is called Hampton Heights. One Harrowing Night in the Most Haunted Neighborhood in Milwaukee, Wisconsin by Dan Coyce. This one comes out on September 17th. Coyce is a writer, editor, and podcaster at Slate, as well as the author of several books, including the novel Vintage Contemporaries, which I have around here somewhere. Like I said, this is also pretty short. It's only 208 pages. It's about six middle school paper boys in 1987 who visit an unfamiliar neighborhood in Milwaukee, and they will be facing literal and metaphorical monsters. It's being billed as Stand By Me meets Stranger Things. Sounds like a good time. So that one is Hampton Heights by Dan Coyce. The other one was Haunt Sweet Home by Sarah Pinsker. And that is it for me this week, book lovers. Visit bookriot.com slash in the club to sign up. That's bookriot.com slash in the club. Thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to our awesome audio editor, Caitlin Brame. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday to tell you about the week's great new releases. March 5th, huge new release day. And for more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. Have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. Happy reading.